0: In today's Conquering Codependency God's Way, we're going to be discussing the important topic of healing from spiritual pain. And to do that, I'm bringing you an interview that I did uh, on my good friend, Dr. Michelle Bankson's podcast, The Hope-Filled Perspective Podcast. I recommend that you check out her podcast, her YouTube channel, uh, her website, Great Resources, We'll have all those links below, but to give you a little bit of background on Michelle, she has almost three decades of clinical expertise as a neuropsychologist, and she's written many great books that I highly recommend, including Breaking Anxiety's Grip and her brand new release, Touching the Hem of His Garment. We'll have all those links in the show notes below, and now on to today's message. Hi there, I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to our podcast and YouTube channel where we talk about conquering codependency God's way. You know, for years, I was unaware of my codependency struggle because it flew right under the radar of my confused Christianity and controlling tendencies to find love but when God brought an awareness and an unraveling of codependency that would open my arms to real intimacy with Him, everything changed. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. Don't expect an expert on this channel. I don't even have a seminary degree, but I am a woman that found freedom from codependency through God dependency. And now I'm passionate about sharing this with others. So join me as we discover truth, experience freedom, and live treasured.
1: Most people can identify with physical pain. We've all been there. A broken arm or a broken tooth or sunburn or a twisted ankle. We get it. We understand physical pain but there are so many other types of pain that I'm hearing about in the lives of my readers and listeners. In my new book, The Hem of His Garment, Reaching Out to God When Pain Overwhelms, I not only discuss physical pain, but we also dive into emotional pain, relational pain, financial pain, as well as spiritual pain, secondary pain, and grief and loss. I would dare say That if you are not struggling with one of those areas of pain right now, you may have just come out of a painful situation. And even if not, I guarantee you know at least a handful of people who are struggling spiritual pain is one of those areas that's discussed much less frequently than all the other types of pain. And that's why today's conversation, we're going to be discussing when God is silent, healing spiritual pain. Welcome back to another episode of your Hope-Filled Perspective. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Bankson, and it's always our goal to restore hope, renew minds, And empower listeners to live in their God-given identity. But spiritual pain brings with it a temptation to not fully know who we are and how we function in our identity. And that's why today we're going to be talking about when God is silent, healing spiritual pain. There are several verses in the Bible That might help us understand this concept a little bit better. I've chosen three from the book of Psalms. The first one is Psalm 28, one, which is a Psalm of David. And it says to you, O Lord, I call my rock. Do not be deaf to me. For if you are silent to me, I will become like those who go down into the pit. That is the epitome of spiritual pain. But a couple others are Psalm 83, verse one that says, oh, God, God, Do not remain quiet. Do not be silent. And oh, God, do not be still. And lastly, Psalm 109, verse one. Oh, God of my praise, do not be silent. That's why today we're talking about when God is silent, healing spiritual pain. And to have this conversation today, I've invited back an old friend to your Hope Field podcast. Eileen Thompson, you've Listen to her on previous episodes. She and I talked about what is narcissism and how do we spot the narcissist in our life. We've also talked about healing mother wounds. So she is no stranger to the podcast. And that's why I invited her back to have this conversation. Eileen is the president of Treasured Ministries International. She's the creator of the Nourish Bible Study Method and the founder of the Treasured Tribe, which is a wonderful online Christian community for women. Her popular series on YouTube is Conquering Codependency God's Way, and it's helped countless women discover the truth, experience freedom, and live treasured. We are going to put all the information about Eileen and her ministry in the show notes that you can find at drmichelleb.com. Welcome back to the program, Eileen. I'm so glad you're back for this conversation.
0: Oh, Michelle, I'm I'm so honored to be here. You know, it's um, as a as a leader um, in ministry, having valuable resources that I can point women to. Uh, is, such, is such a gift, and so I appreciate the work that you're doing, and um, and I every time I learn from you, so I'm excited to learn today, so I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm so glad you're here, because as I wrote The Hem of His Garment, and I thought about each of those different types of pain, your tribe was a group that I kept in mind, because I know within that group you've got women who have experienced every different type of pain and we want to point people back to a biblically based hope-filled perspective. So thank you for sharing those resources with those that you minister to.
0: Yes. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. So, uh, well, are you ready to dive in and audience? Are you just ready to uh, just to get nourished in, in your heart? So, um, so my first question to you um and and when I um when I pre-read the um the book it was amazing to me to see how many different types of pain there were um but as you know most people are familiar with the physical pain the emotional pain but spiritual pain that was brand new to me so I know that other listeners probably feel that way
1: how would you define that I've never heard that term used before, so that is one I've used because I think it's an area that many of us experience, but we don't have words to put to it, so we don't even talk about it. It's probably one of the lesser understood or discussed aspects of pain, at least with that label, although I think many endure it, Eileen, without defining it this way. So spiritual pain, it's really considered a disruption in our belief system or our sense of relationship to God. Such pain, discomfort, or angst may accompany those times in our life when just like the scripture that I read at the opening of this episode, we feel like God has abandoned us or like he's turned his back on us. Maybe we feel like he's punishing us or simply he's allowed circumstances in our life for which we don't see any redeeming value. And it's these perspectives that then cause us to feel uncomfortably distant from God and distressed by that distance.
0: Right, right. And you know, the the enemy's goal is to get us distance from God. And so he used that. Too, and I love that because when we wrap words around it, then then we we can um, address it. So so that's what we're talking about today: that healing from spiritual pain. Um, and you, we talked about you know the different types of pain: physical, emotional, relational, financial. Is it possible that someone may experience um, one of these other types first, and
1: then? move to the spiritual pain absolutely in fact I would suppose that that's typically the way it happens Mm -hmm. for example someone may have received a devastating diagnosis and be in physical pain and despite treatment and despite doctor visits it's not getting any better or someone is experiencing emotional pain or relationship pain, like a breakup in a relationship. And you wonder what happened here and, and God, why aren't you coming to my defense? So frequently I think we do actually experience a different type of pain first. And that is what takes us down the rabbit trail of God, God, where are you? And God, if you cared about me, Why would you let this happen? Those kinds of statements are indicators that we're either blaming God or we're not trusting God to walk with us. And that's kind of the precipitant for most of us, I think, to experience spiritual pain. Those
0: would be what we would experience and how we would know we have that spiritual pain is, you know, those questions that come into our head. Um, Um, So, um, so what are, what are some other ways that we might know that we're experiencing this spiritual
1: pain? One way is if we used to be regular in our prayer time, our quiet time, reading God's word, Mm -hmm. and now we find that we've put that on the back burner. That's that's no longer a priority and that no longer takes up a good part of our day. Another way is if you find yourself blaming God for your circumstances, rather than seeking God to walk with you through your circumstances. Now, I mean, I, I have to interject here, though. I think God's big enough to handle those emotions. He's big enough to, to handle when We inappropriately blame him for the bad things that happen in our lives. But I also think it grieves his heart when out of that blame, out of our pain, we reject God and we walk away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that you said that, that God can can handle that um, uh, emotional pain. And certainly we see this in the Bible, in jeremiah and psalms we see god's servants crying out to him um, in in their spiritual pain you know where, where are you god um, but sometimes that's not what we're taught or i think i'm just thinking about um just from a codependent perspective um we know all the right things to do and so we keep doing them we mm-hmm. keep going to church we, we might even continue to have our quiet time but where is our hearts We're, we're upset with God, but we're afraid to tell God that. So that's great perspective um, on that, that God can, can handle it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's awesome.
1: Friends. We're going to take a real quick break because Eileen and I are going to delve into some meaty issues when it comes to healing spiritual pain. So I want you to stick with us. We'll be right back and we'll continue our conversation about when God is silent, healing spiritual pain. We'll be right back.
0: Join us as we stand together to encourage women to find their freedom, strength and healing through biblical truth by donating $10 to Treasured Ministries, Give 10, Tell 10 Challenge. Your donation will help offer scholarships and fund our four day retreat this summer at The Cove in Asheville, North Carolina. And guess what? We have a matching grant donation of thousand dollars, which means every 10 you donate doubles. Giving women the opportunity to experience the healing and wholeness that only comes from God is possible when we all stand together. So here's how you can donate to the Give 10 Tell 10 Challenge. Visit Give10Tell10.com and donate $10 or a multiple of 10 to Treasured Ministries and see our donor wall grow as we work together to raise $20,000 by December 31st. Your 10 matters. Donate today. Thanks for your support.
1: Welcome back to Your Hope-Filled Perspective, where today we're tackling a conversation that I don't think we talk about enough. I think many of us experience spiritual pain, but we may just not have the label for it, or we may have believed the lie that we're the only one who goes through this. So Eileen Thompson from Treasured Ministries has joined our conversation today to really discuss when God is silent, healing spiritual pain. And a verse I want to remind you of comes out of Isaiah 64, verse 12. And it says, will you restrain yourself at these things, O Lord? Will you keep silent and afflict us beyond measure? Before we went to the break, we talked about what are some keys that we might be experiencing spiritual pain, but not recognize it. And that's why I chose this verse, because in this verse basically says, God, where are you and why did you cause my suffering? if you've had similar questions it may be you're experiencing some spiritual pain yeah so um so one
0: question i have is you talked about the kind of the ways that we avoid that spiritual pain like we blame god we um you know just say this doesn't work anymore we um or we can even avoid it through just keep doing on the outside what we know we should be doing, but deep down, we're, we're angry at God. And that pretending doesn't address the pain um, because it's not intimacy. I'm not being real with God. What what are the other dangers though of, of not coming to God and, and addressing
1: that? The biggest one is that We walk away from God when we need him the most instead of walking towards God and seeking him, seeking his wisdom, his direction, his comfort, his defense. That is a huge danger because the further we get away from God, the more tempting it is to just turn our back and start looking for other things to fill that hole. And there is nothing else that will fill that space like God does. He designed it that way with intention. But another huge risk, Eileen, at not addressing the need for healing of spiritual pain is that we become more vulnerable to believing the lies of the enemy.
0: Yeah. Wow. And when
1: we do that. You know, you and I have talked about some heavy topics ranging from wounds inflicted by other people to narcissism. We've talked about worry, fear, anxiety. We've talked about depression. And the more we believe the lies of the enemy instead of seeking God's truth, the greater the risk that we will experience more pain in the future as a result.
0: Wow. That's really, really good um and essentially then the enemy has won yes because he's at the root of the brokenness inside of the world that we experience and so then we experience the brokenness then he blames it on god we take that bait because we're so broken we're so worn down And then we blame, we pretend, we keep doing religious pretending instead of being, um, I'm here. And so, um, so, so why is it that so often when we need to hear from God, you know, because he, he seems silent. I mean, I just think about times in my own life, Michelle, um, and, and something I'm walking through now where I'm like, God. I need an answer. Like, do you see what's coming down the pike? And he's, he's quiet. Why?
1: There are several reasons, and I won't pretend to know all of God's ways. He says in scripture, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, but there are some reasons. I think that happens. One is we tend to live very egocentric lives. Like it's all about us. And no matter what our painful scenario is, whether it's what you're going through or or some other kind of painful experience, we are so pain averse that we want an answer, not just today, like we wanted God to provide an answer before the problem hits so that we would know how to handle it. We are so pain averse instead of being able to recognize that as hard as painful trials are, they do often serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that I've learned about pain and most people that I talk to concur. And that is when pain becomes our focus, it becomes so loud and distracting That even when God is speaking, even when God is attempting to get our direction and our attention, we don't hear it because we are so focused on the pain. And Uh you talked in previous episodes about what we focus on grows. So if our focus is on our painful scenario, instead of taking that painful scenario and just saying, God, I'm going to trust you with it, I don't understand it. I don't want it. I wish that it didn't have to be, but I'm going to trust you through it. Wow. And that's the key. I think, I believe to my core, Eileen, that pain and suffering is not God's way for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But pain and suffering entered our world. Yes. From the very beginning. Yes. It, it entered. When the enemy was so proud and wanted to be God, that his pride necessitated his fall from heaven. Yes. And that's when pain and suffering entered the landscape of our lives. But I think God redeems it by allow, if we will allow it to teach us, we Mm -hmm. really need to be dependent on him in and through it.
0: Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. That was so, I I love that. That was so, so well, uh, so well said. Um, Are there biblical examples of people that may have um, experienced that silence from God um, and they needed that healing for spiritual pain?
1: Yeah, I think we have several throughout the old and new Testament a minute ago, we were talking about how pain, if we don't address spiritual pain, how it can make us more susceptible to believing the lies of the enemy. And before I wrote them the of his garment, I spent a good two years getting to know Job. Mm-hmm. I did not like the book of Job, if I'm being perfectly honest. One is because I didn't really like God's answer to Job. Yeah, yeah. I was in Job's camp. I wanted God to say, you poor thing. I feel so bad for your suffering, but that was not really the response we got. But the reason I spent so much time with Job is because Job is one of those biblical examples where he experienced every single one of the types of pain that we talk about in the hem of his garment, every one physical, emotional, relational, financial, spiritual grief and loss, as well as secondary pain inflicted by others. And what I love about the story is that, first of all, it does show what we were just talking about in that if you're not careful in addressing this spiritual pain with God, you become more susceptible to the lives of the enemy. Job, we, we read about him in the very first verse. He was blameless and upright, right. but the longer he grieved and the longer he listened to those well-intentioned, but misguided friends, that's when he started going, but God, like, why did you even allow me to become born? I never should have even been conceived in my mother's womb. Right. But the beautiful thing is that God is so much greater. And in the end of the story is Job lays out his questions. Why in the world? God never answered that question, but he answered the question that he knew Job needed the answer to. And that was, this is who I am. And I am greater than any circumstance you will ever go through. And at the end of Job, we see Job going, wow, I thought I knew you before, but Now I really know you, but there are other examples in scripture. I think about Abraham and Sarah Mm -hmm. here. They are given this promise that you are going to have just a boatload of children. And they waited and they waited and they waited and they're like, God, did we hear you correctly? And then they went, God, I think you need my help. So I'm going to step in and figure out how to make it.
0: I know Hello me, that's what I do. I just put that Holy Spirit Junior badge on yeah. and fix it,
1: fix it. So, until hey, God well, frustrates that me. plan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're like, I yeah. thought I heard, and in our mind, we think we've got our life just mapped out. And if God would just hurry, it would be for our better. And they took it in their own hands, and yeah. then God fulfilled their promise. And as a mother, Eileen, can you imagine God fulfilling the promise and giving us our boys? Yeah. And the but by the way, march on up that mountain and go ahead and kill your son as a sacrifice to me. Like, whoa. Right. 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 But scripture says, but Abraham believed yeah. and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, I, I think he faltered a little bit. With yeah. that belief, like, did yeah. I hear you right? And are you yeah. really going to come through? Yeah. And Sarah, for sure, I think experienced spiritual pain because she's like, where are you? You've got to be kidding. I'm going to have a kid at this age. Yeah. And we step in. I think when we experience spiritual pain, we are more tempted to try to step in and do God's work for him, which never works out well, by the way.
0: No, 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 never,
1: never. Can you imagine the spiritual pain of the layman at the pool of Bethesda, who was there for years and years and years, and he looks around all the time and he sees people get their healing. Right. I can only imagine his questions like, God, does this mean you don't love me? Yeah. Am I not as important to you as all these other people? And God, I know you can heal I'm right here. I'm just waiting for someone to push me in. If you can heal, why aren't you healing me? Like, are you punishing me? Right. And those are all examples of spiritual pain. But this book, The Hem of His Garment was actually, that title came from my other favorite story. And that is the woman with the issue of blood. She bled for 12 years. We don't really know the cause of that, but we know the ramifications. A woman in biblical times who was bleeding was considered unclean and had to be ostracized from society until she stopped bleeding and she was cleansed. So here we have this woman who probably had physical pain from the bleeding. She certainly had emotional and relational pain because she was ostracized, not just for a week. But for over a decade, we know from scripture that she experienced financial pain because it says she spent all of her money seeking doctors and she only got worse. And can you imagine the secondary pain that comes because of the words or actions of other people that just makes us feel worse? Can you imagine the comments?
0: Yeah,
1: What is wrong with you? You're, yeah. you're not allowed in our culture. You You need to get away from us. And then perhaps spiritual pain at like, God, what did I do? And I've done all I know to do. Where are you? And so these are all examples that we talk about and so many more in the book. But just the reason I talk about them is because I want to normalize this. Like many people, including some of our biblical greats, wrestled with spiritual pain. So if you are experiencing that, listener, I want you to know you're not alone. You're in great company. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make it easier, but I want you to know you're you're not an anomaly here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, one of the things I see a lot of times is that when we're experiencing that pain, that if we don't think it's normal Um, And sometimes I think, I think there's a lot of Christian teaching, Christian resources, and they want to promise like, it's all going to be, you know, well. And so then when we experience that pain, instead of looking in the word of God and seeing Job was a righteous man and he experienced pain and Abraham had to wait and wait and wait to you know when they had isaac you know the baby was the name means you know he laughs and so it was like laughable right and then um and then that woman who you know went to doctors and and did all this um and so when we see that we might believe if we don't know that but we just think i come to god and i don't have any more pain then when we experience the pain we can also experience the pain of shame
1: yes because
0: we because you know job's friends came to him right. and they said you know this is because you of your fault you didn't do you know do this this and that um and um and so and and sometimes it is because we we've stepped into sin but even when we do that God redeems it. He did it with Abraham. Um, and so, um, and so we have to watch out for that and, and normalizing it is so critical. And I think for me, I I was like, Peter, Lord, no, I'm not suffering. You know, I've had, I had a lot of suffering growing up. I don't, I'm done with that. I want to come to you, be your daughter. And I'm going to be your best daughter, by the way. I'm going to do my checklist and do everything right. And right. so when the house of cards fell, there was the pain of shame. And and you can just see how in each one of these, the enemy is heaping more yes. and more like layer upon layer, like the, you know, whether it's the financial pain, the emotional pain, and then the spiritual pain and then he hits you with with the shame. So because even if you do make a mistake, like if you reach out for the wrong rescue because that pain is so painful, God can redeem that too. Yeah. And it's a matter of you've got to address it like you said, turn around and um and uh and be with him.
1: So well, I think two of the enemy's major tactics Mm -hmm. are division and isolation Uh, and when we are in pain any of those types of pain there is a great tendency to isolate ourselves from other people
0: yeah
1: we have a tendency to think nobody understands nobody cares yeah nobody else has gone through this and if you are going through it, it must be something you did or God is punishing you. And so his tactics haven't really changed since the Garden of Eden. Yeah. I mean, if we think about Adam and Eve, he got them to isolate themselves from God instead of walking freely, naked and unashamed. All of a sudden they're hiding behind the trees in a fig leaf and God's going, Adam, where are you? And Adam doesn't say anything because he's like, oh, no, oh, no, i I." I'm naked and ashamed. So that shame tactic has been part of the enemy's MO from the beginning. And that's why I'm so grateful that ministries like yours and mine really point the spotlight on where it belongs, because it's only after we become aware of the enemy's tactics that then we can learn how to put on our armor and fight back.
0: Amen. Amen. That's so good. So good. So good.
1: We're going to take a real quick commercial break. I hope that you're enjoying this conversation. This is a topic I've never heard anybody else really talk about it, at least not with this label. So stick around because when we come back, Eileen and I will wrap up our conversation on when God is silent, healing spiritual pain. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Eileen, this has been such a good conversation. It's so important for us to recognize what's at the root of our pain and what are we believing that is making our pain worse
0: yeah yeah so what role um do you think surrender plays when god is silent and we need that healing from from spiritual pain
1: surrender is crucial if we think about some of those biblical examples that we were talking about before break, I think Job was surrendered for a while. And then he began listening to his buddies and he's like, wait a minute. I- I'm not sure I like this surrender. I want an answer now. And when we think about Abraham and Sarah, you know, they, they started off well, and then they kind of went, Nope, I'm going to take back the reins of control. Yeah. And what pain does for us is it teaches us we really aren't in control of very much. Wow. Yeah. We really aren't. It's an illusion. But the other role about surrender is that we read in scripture when God says to be still and know I am God. And we tend to think of that be still as getting quiet And while that's important, especially when we're dealing with pain, because we were talking about before the break, that pain can be so loud and distracting that it even makes it hard to hear God's voice. So that being quiet is important. But in this case, the Hebrew meaning of that actually has a connotation of surrendering to God and recognizing that he is in control, even when we can't see what he's doing. And so when we hear be still and know that I'm God, he's basically saying, hey, 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 remember, I'm still in control. It may not look like it from your vantage point, but you can't see what I'm doing behind the scenes. You can't see yet how I'm connecting the dots. But you you need to settle that worry, that fear, that anxiety about your situation. Take my peace. There's peace in knowing. I got it all under control. So I think surrender is crucial, but it's also hard, especially when we're dealing with pain, because man, like we were talking about before, we want the answer yesterday and surrendering control means God, I don't know when you're going to change my situation, but I'm going to choose to trust you until you do. Mm,
0: Such a good word michelle such a good good word i love that and such a good reminder i mean we need these reminders all the time right um so so if there is a listener out there today that says ah that touched me that's me you've put words around what i'm experiencing um what hopeful perspective would you want to give them
1: We've really been talking today about when God seems silent. What do we do? Well, scripture has an answer for us. Scripture says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. But what we need to keep in mind is that God is a gentleman and he's given us free will. And as much as he's with us and he's saying, will you just come to me? Will you just talk to me about this? Will you just wait for me to show you the path that I have for you? He's not going to force us. Yeah. But if God seems silent and you're wanting to heal that spiritual pain, you get to take the first step. You get to say, God, I don't understand what you're doing. God, you seem silent when I need to hear from you most. God, I don't, I don't understand. Is this a punishment? What what is this? But draw near to him. And I promise you, God has never gone back on a promise yet, Amen. but we have to surrender how we expect him to answer because God is not going to be put in a box, my friend. But if you are, if you're really resonating and you're going, yeah, I have I've had some of those questions. I've experienced that pain. God does seem silent. Get on your knees and draw near to him and ask him to reveal himself to you. Yeah. I promise you, I, I believe it with all my heart that he will fulfill that promise.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it.
1: Love it. Love it. Beautiful. As we close out this episode, friends, I just want to remind you of the verse that comes from Zephaniah 317. And that is the Lord, your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt you with joy. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. Friends, it might seem like he's silent but it may be that you're so focused on your pain that you're not seeing all of this that he is already doing. He's just waiting for you to incline your ear and your eyes towards him. Yes. Amen and amen. Eileen, any closing thoughts as we close out this episode on spiritual pain?
0: So one of the things um, that that comes to mind is just um, how much clarity our minds love and that in the book of Job, God tells us why Job suffered with, you know, the enemy coming in and doing this to him and God saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to allow that, but Job never saw that God never said, Hey, here's, here's what really happened. And, you know, the bottom line is that suffering is a mystery. Our minds want to understand why. And sometimes that's what we have to surrender to just letting it remain a mystery and, and trusting that, that God is, is too, and taking that first step, drawing near to him may not look like, Bible study and let me read this prayer and look all spiritual, but I am angry with you, God. And here's why can I wrestle with you and he will meet you there because he loves an honest heart more than a
1: pretentious one. Right. That's what he draws
0: near to. Yeah. And like you
1: said, he can take it. He can take it. Friends, he's big enough to handle your emotions. He created them. And when you are honest with God, it allows him that platform then to come in and shine some lights on where your honesty is rooted in some lies that you've believed, some unfortunate circumstances. But Eileen and I both have done enough ministry that I think she would concur that, that we can tell you with all sincerity and 100% belief that God does not waste our pain. Yes, amen. He doesn't waste it. But sometimes when we're in the midst of the pain, we don't get to see the full tapestry of what He's doing. We just see the knotted up side that's ugly and it's painful. It's when we get further on down the road that we can look back and go, oh, Oh, I can see how God is using this for our good and for his glory.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Friends, if this has touched your heart, if this has kind of opened your eyes to, Oh, this is an area that I have been struggling with. I just didn't realize it. I want to encourage you to pick up the new book, The Hem of His Garment reaching out to God when pain overwhelms, where we talk about all those different types of pain and and really where is God in our pain and suffering? And I offer you the opportunity to go ahead and ask those questions to God because he is big enough to handle it. But I also give you some tools and strategies for what do we do while we're waiting for God to answer our prayers. Yes. And you may not be experiencing pain right now, but I guarantee You have a handful of people in your life who are experiencing one or more of those types of pain. So consider picking up this book as a resource for them. Consider picking up a copy and giving it to your pastor, your counselor, your mentor, your coach, the teachers in your life who are in a position where they're ministering to people's pain every day, but they need a biblically based resource that will offer hope that's found in Jesus. Friends, I'm so grateful every week that you decide to spend a few minutes with us. I hope there was something encouraging in today's episode. Consider sharing this episode with friends, will you? Because we all know people who are suffering, even if right now life is going pretty good for us. And while you're at it, would you consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss a single hope-filled perspective? Eileen, thank you for being back on the program to help with this conversation today. It's always a joy to partner with you, my friend.
0: Thank you for having me. Honored to be here.